And good morning. Welcome to CCO's Home Improvement Show, presented every week by our friends at Linda's Construction. Andy Linda's answering your uh, home improvement questions today, as usual. And if you have one, you can call it in and uh, chat with Andy, or you can uh, send a text. Either one will work. Here's the only number you have to remember, 651-461-9226. Again, 651-461-9226. Good morning. Hello. Are you there, Andy Lindis? Hey, having a little technical difficulties here this morning, Denny. Apparently, you guys could hear me, but my uh, headphones aren't working for some reason this morning. So, well, here what I the am. heck? I'm for you. Well, there's yeah. nothing like nothing like live radio. You've ex- you've experienced it before. Yeah, part of and, the deal. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Well, you're you're loud and clear, so I think we're in good uh, in good shape. Um, we have uh, we have had. I'm not sure about. Uh, in your neighborhood, but what kind of weather have you had? Uh, any uh, hail issues? Because I, uh, you know, I've been hearing, in fact, uh, talking to some folks who have had hail damage, uh, maybe more in their cars than there are in their roofs. But let's, we should talk about that. Again, backing up a little bit, what about your uh, neck of the woods? Any hail damage? Uh, yeah, you know, uh, the western Wisconsin, east metro area experienced a, a pretty wide swath of hail. I've been on roofs from Wiper Lake through Spring Valley, Wisconsin, uh, finding spotty damage on most roofs that are five years or newer. Um, most of the shingles that we've installed in the last decade survived the, the hail. Most of the soft metals are damaged. Uh, I'm, uh, a lot of cars are damaged. We're finding a, a lot of the lesser grade shingles. Uh, if it was three bundles to a square type type shingles, those those seem to have been damaged. But it's pretty pretty widespread. And, and the fun part for me has been, Denny, uh, being that I've never really had hail in my neighborhood before. Okay. So the amount of competitors stopping by my house, <laughs> wanting to talk to me about my roof, has been a lot of fun. In fact, uh, I got a text message from a local competitor yesterday, and I feel this is just uh, all fair and fun and fun and war. Uh, being that I didn't solicit this, but they now have an appointment with my 120-pound Great Dane on Tuesday to talk about his roof. So we'll see see, see how well that uh, well that that goes. It's uh, it's amazing. Within 10 hours of a hail hail happening, they uh, they they hit the streets running, man. Well, <clears throat> excuse me. I was talking to a friend of mine, and uh, he said that he was looking at um, someone who was uh, a storm chaser. Uh, walking through his neighborhood, pounding on doors, ringing doorbells, and maybe what made this <laughs> storm chaser set set him apart, he brought his kids with him, <laughs> and doing it was that uh, I don't want to say that trick, but that uh, anyway, my friend did not answer the door; he just let him kept. Uh, Knocking at the door. Have you ever seen storm chasers bring their kids? This, by the way, was an unmarked van. Uh, so I'm sure you see that, uh, a vehicle with uh, absolutely no company, no markings whatsoever. What do you do in a case like that? You know, um, not all door knockers are bad, Denny. And we've talked about this before. When, yes. when storms happen, it's, it's really hard to take care of all the work without having some workers come from around the country. You're just going to, when when this many homes are affected by by hail, there's only so much the local contractors can take on and scale up to do. It's going to take some time, and it's going to be a process. Having said that, when I run into people that have had issues with contractors, chances are they went with somebody that knocked on their door. 
They didn't do the due diligence and research them, check out their references, check out their past work, and go through the fine details of, of the project. Yeah, this is unexpected work. You weren't planning on having to fix your roof, your gutters, your siding, what, whatever the case may be. But you owe it to yourself and your house to really take your time on the front end and do the research on whoever you're hiring to get the job done at your house. How, how do you do that, Andy? I mean, how do you, how do you check these qualifications anyway? Just like we would when we're hiring anyone for anything, families and friends are going to point us in the right direction. And with the resources we have online nowadays, whether it's Google reviews, the, the Better Business Bureau, or any of the other places to find reviews and online reviews, I would take the time and check them out. And when you meet with a company like ours, you know, I was at a project the other day in Roseville, Denny, and, you know, I, I pulled up Map Anything. It's a, it's a program that we have on our computer, and I'm like, well, here's about 4,000 houses that we've worked on within walking distance of here. You can go and talk to any one of them if you want. Just any one of these people have, have had work done by us. And you're going to be able to go find projects that are five years old, 10 years old, and one that we finished last week. And if you do that and you take the time, you know, you're talking about an hour's worth of phone calls, maybe. If you do that and you take the time and you research that company, chances are you're going to get what you want done in the timely manner in which it can be completed. That's the other thing. You hire these people, and sometimes you think you're going to get the job done fast. Next thing you know, that it's a year and a half later, and you're still working on it. So just be careful and, and take your time and be patient in times like this. Is probably the best advice I can give to any half later, and you're still working on it. So just be careful and, and take your time and be patient in times like this. Is probably the best advice I can give to any. And we've all heard horror stories. I was reading something. It was about a week or so ago, uh, not around this neighborhood, but not far, that uh, somebody hired somebody, gave them X amount of dollars, and never heard from them again. So they're gone, and the money's gone uh, with with, uh, no recourse. So that happens, too. So uh, good advice. Tell you what let's do. Let us uh, take a break, I think. Yeah, it is. We're due for a quick break here. If you have any kind of a home improvement question, by all means, here is the phone number. It's also the text number, whichever is easier for you. And uh, we are already getting some uh, some other text questions as we speak here. 651-461-9226. We'll take this break. Be back on the other side uh, with more home improvement talk here on News Talk 830. This is WCCO. Hi, good morning. Welcome back to our Home Improvement Show presented every week by our friends at Lindus Construction, L-I-N-D-U-S. If you uh, want to get in touch with uh, those good folks, uh, we always like to mention the, the easiest number to remember is 844-9-LINDUS, 844-9-LINDUS. Andy Lindus answering your questions as usual uh, this morning. Andy, we have uh, a bunch. that uh, Let's uh, get you back to work here. Let's see where we ended up. Uh, this uh, listener wants to know if you have any rough idea on the approximate cost difference between uh, standard wood decks or composite decks. I mean, what's uh, I know, you know, there's so many variables there. But uh, how would you answer that if you were sitting on a train or something talking to this person? Say, Andy, uh, it, what's the cost difference between the two? Hello? Oh, 
I thought you were there. I'm talking to myself. <laughs> You Are know, you there, Andy? Uh, yeah, we Dennis and I were testing some stuff uh, on one, and uh, we ended up making it a little bit worse. But here we are back, Denny. Okay, good. Uh, say that this listener, I'll just repeat, this listener wants you to give him an idea, any rough idea of the cost difference between regular wood decks, cedar decking, let's say, uh, and uh, composite decks. What are we looking at there, the, the difference given the same dimensions? You know, uh, you're probably looking at a, about a 30 to 30, 40% uh, increase in, in materials depending on the, the style of the deck. And a lot of it's going to be with, you know, giving the the exact same circumstances just for the lumber itself. You're probably looking at about 30 to 40% increase in, in the materials, Danny, would be my, my guess. But here's the cool thing. When you have us come out and give you an estimate, we can price it out a bunch of different ways for you with a variety of styles of, of materials and railings and stair systems. And it's not uncommon for our deck designers to go through four or five, six different designs with people and put exact numbers to it. That way you can make the best decision for your house. And I know you and I and the Luke panic have been talking for years. It seems to me years ago when uh, you guys would be uh, on the show that it was something like 80% or more people uh, would prefer they chose composite versus uh, wood decking. Would you think that's still pretty fair? Uh, yes, it's probably closer to 90% than, wow. than 80%. It, it, it's pretty rare that we're, we're putting on a a wood deck it's usually something that they're not going to be in very long or to just we just couldn't get it to work within the budget but more often than not when people see the differences in costs and materials they're choosing one of our composite decks um that's that's a pretty regular thing if you have a question about decks about roofing hail damage insulation whatever the case may be you can call or text your question at 651 9226. There's another deck question. How far apart should the stringers be under deck stairs? About six steps, they say. Oh, depending on... There's actual regulation and, and codes on, on building those stairs. I'm glad you're actually going through the stringers and stairs. Luke and I go back and forth with these spiral staircases all the time. Oh, yes. Yeah, and and they're great when when the because when the footprint only allows that and the sight lines only allow that. But I have a couple of places with spiral staircases that we've used, and I just come to the conclusion that once you have a fire spiral staircase, you never ever ever want to have one again. It's just some one of those things that's not fun to bring anything up. No one likes going up and down them. They're they can <laughs> you hit your head walking around them below the deck all the time. Uh, is my, my, my experience, but, uh, the stringers are going to be, uh, I think every 16 inches. All right. And, and you, you've mentioned before, maybe you can clarify it. Uh, we're getting back to hail damage on roofing. Uh, you as uh, being the pro that you are, you can kind of spot that stuff without even getting up on a ladder. I mean, I've, I've, you and I've talked about that before, but is that true? You can kind of see if there quite possibly is some hail damage before you even get up on the roof. 
Sometimes, um, but like uh, the the majority of the roofing that I had to get on yesterday, I had to get up there to really inspect it to find that that, that it was hail damage. I wasn't seeing, it wasn't uh, for the most part the the type of hail that 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 took shingles off of the roof. wasn't a lot of crazy wind damage. Certain areas had some wind damage, and there was certainly some larger hail in different areas of the Twin Cities and 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 Western Wisconsin than than others. There's, you know, I got to, to some houses, and in if you didn't look at the one side of the house you'd never be able to see what color the siding was there's that much siding taken off on 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 the wall facing west i mean it was completely stripped of of siding it had that much hail again old vinyl siding that was brittle in the first place those uh damage a little bit easier than say some of the other types of siding out there but for the most part denny this wasn't hail damage i could recognize from the ground and that's the other thing you have to be really careful about on how you choose companies that are going to inspect your your house do you trust them not to make more damage are they going to be safe on your roof are they covered if they fall off your roof these are all questions you need to ask yourself before you allow somebody to inspect your property uh, the proper insurance certificates all of those things need to be vetted in fact if it's not a, comf- a company that you're familiar with I would call the insurance company. Don't take a printed insurance certificate that's three months old be the the, the reason why they, they have insurance. That that doesn't prove that they have insurance currently. That proves that they had insurance three months ago. So check everything. This is a time when homeowners really, really, really need to do their due diligence, Denny. No, I think that's a that's a good point uh, to to check in with the uh, the insurance company themselves. That's uh, that's very valid. Um, we're getting roofing questions. We're getting deck questions as usual. Uh, let's here's another one. If the house shingles are just old looking with no leaks or lifted shingles, do you think it's okay to just shingle over those? Is it okay to do that? Yes. Is that the best way to do it? No. Just, it's not. You know, we always we always talk, you wouldn't paint a rusty car. You get down to the bare metal, and that gives you a chance to for the longest-lasting paint job that, that you can have. Same thing with the roofing. We don't know what's going on underneath those shingles. You might have some rotten wood. And when you're talking about a, a the, the expense of a roof, when you look at what it costs to tear off the roof, replace one piece of of uh, of lumber or a piece of sheeting on the roof, Denny, so say it's a $20,000 project, you might be talking about 1500 to $2,000 of the project, 10% of the project that you're saving for potentially cutting the lifespan in half. So it doesn't make a lot of sense to me to do that for a 10% savings. When you're putting on a 50-year shingle, let's try to get all 50 years out of it. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Makes sense. Uh, I tell you what, I know we're going to break for weather, but I wanted to get uh, Pat uh, Pat and Prior Lake uh, is calling in on our line, and uh, yeah, let's let's get Pat's question, and then we'll take a break for weather. Pat, thank you for waiting. What what's your question for Andy? Yeah, thank you, Andy. Uh, question, just an overview on insulation. Uh, we've had some uh, insulation blown in into the attic, maybe we'll say thirty years. Uh, number one, Lindus would come out and measure it. And are there any primers on, oh, boy, after 30 years, that is settled. You need to redo it. So insulation, please. 
Uh, you know, a really good question. And yes, after 30 years, your your insulation has settled one way or the other. Now, what that is, I don't know. The cool part is when we come out and give you a, a whole energy audit of your home, you're going to know the exact R value that you have currently in your attic. And we're going to try to identify any air leakage that you have. Attic air sealing to me, and, and, and this, the, the science tells us that attic air sealing is more important than the R value of the actual attic. Whether or not you have an R50, R60 doesn't mean anything if it's acting as a giant filter for the air to move freely from top to bottom of your house. And, and this is what we're finding in most attics, Denny, that the, the, it's not sealed properly. So first step, getting everything sealed properly and ventilated properly. That way that the air is moving the way we want it to in the home. Once we get that accomplished, we want to get to an R60. Usually we're using cellulose and spray foam to accomplish that. All right. Very good. Thanks for the call. Uh, There's a line open, uh, or if you, uh, again, if it's easier to send Andy your text question, 651-461-9. Or if you, uh, again, if it's easier to send Andy your text question, 651-461-9226, either phone call or text message on our home improvement show. We're going to take this break, Andy, for a look at that forecast, see what we can expect this coming week. Here on News Talk 830, this is WCCO. Stay with us. And reconnect on Local One. All right. Good morning. Welcome back. To our home improvement show, as we just heard, brought to us by Lindus Construction, L-I-N-D-U-S, 8449-LINDUS. If you uh, want to uh, get in touch with them, that is the easiest number to remember, 8449-LINDUS. Andy Lindus back with us uh, answering your questions. Andy, we got a little less than uh, 20, 25 minutes or so to uh, answer these questions, and there's a bunch of them. In fact, we, we started talking about you know the hail damage, uh, possible hail damage, and getting... Mm-hmm. Uh, phone call, not phone calls, but uh, doorbell rings, knocking at doors of uh, what we call from time to time storm chasers. But here's one that uh, said uh, a contractor troll going door to door in South Minneapolis yesterday, no uniforms identifying who they work for and a plain white van with no company logo. Uh, That would be kind of a red flag, at least to me. Of course, it helps talking with you each week about these situations too, but uh, that's uh, that's important to be cautious. It really is. Yeah. We're talking a lot of money here, possibly. Yeah, and, and uh, I, I could be wrong here, but I, I think that particular city you need to be able to display who you are and actually have your 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 license and be able to solicit door to door hanging around your neck. Um, so just know this. Uh, when when we're in a neighborhood, everything uh, everyone has a Lindus logo on, a Lindus shirt, a Lindus truck, and yeah. and usually uh, you're giving a text, an email, and a phone call alerting you that uh, we're going to be stopping by to check things out. So, and but more often than not, any ninety nine percent of our stops at houses are because people called us, and I Absolutely. think that's the best way to go about taking care of storm damage. Do your research, call some contractors, and set up meetings with people that you're comfortable with and that you know do good work, and go from there and be patient with them. So, no, this is a, a lot more work than, than most contractors are, are were ready to take on, and sometimes waiting that six months is the best thing you possibly can do. 
Now, if you're having some leaking issues, of course, get those addressed before it causes any further damage. But outside of that, waiting usually isn't the worst idea in the world in these types of situations, Denny's. Being patient and taking your time, those are the, the jobs that usually have happy endings. Absolutely. Good advice. Here is our phone number. It also happens to be our text number, 651-461-9226. Here's a text, Andy. It says, I want to tile my laundry room. At the home center, I've seen peel-and-stick vinyl plank flooring that claims to be waterproof. Can I believe that claim? Have you heard anything about those products, Andy, and if they work? Uh, yeah, you know, again, uh, the, the types of flooring that have come out the last five years and the ease of installing it seems to be getting better and better. Uh, I do know some people that have used those types of products. I, I don't, I, I can't talk to how long they last. I have seen them right after they're installed and not bad. Now, is it my favorite type of flooring aesthetically and the way it feels? No. Um, can it be waterproof and, and, and be a quick job? Yes. But for me, some of the uh, the things you can do with actual tile and, and wood flooring are, are still going to be where I lean when picking flooring. Now, in past shows, Andy, you've uh, t- shared with us that uh, that in uh, in your home, at least in one area, you have bamboo flooring. Is that still uh, still true? It, it is. It is, and uh, it's still holding up uh, really, really well. I have uh, a couple different types of tile in my house. I have some epoxy flooring that uh, has done done really well. I have some rubber flooring in, in, in a couple areas. So I've tested out a few different types of, of flooring over the years, and I'm telling you, when it comes to wood flooring, um, that bamboo, one, it was it was just neat to work with. It's so much heavier than any of the wood flooring that, I, that I've worked with before. But two, from a, a durability standpoint, it's it's very durable. We, we live in our house. Uh, those three canines coming in and out constantly, and... Uh, it, uh, it, it's held up for, I think it's almost eight years now, and it really hasn't shown any wear and tear uh, anywhere on the floor yet. So I'm, I've been happy with it, and I know some people that I've recommended that flooring to that have also used it, and they've had pretty good luck as well. And you've uh, been lucky enough to have dogs that give it a workout too, don't you? Very much so, yes. Uh, there's, uh, at any given point, uh, about 400 pounds of canine running around uh, the house. <laughs> All right. 651-461-9226, our phone or text number, whatever you prefer. Here's a text, Andy. It says, uh, for a pole building, a pole building with living quarters, what's the best roof condensation blanket, they say, and best wall wrap for the shed area and living quarters? Every company says they are the best. Can you decipher that question for me here? Yes. So for me, um, in the pole buildings that I've been a part of of building, it was spray foam the walls, uh, R6 uh, house wrap on the exterior of the walls, uh, so with a 2x6 construction, um, and the R6 house wrap on the outside of the walls. I'm at almost an R30 on my walls, and then in R60, with cellulose and a vapor barrier in the ceiling. The reason I went with cellulose and the vapor barrier, one, um, cellulose settles over time, so it creates a crust. Two, I was going to have the proper amount of ventilation and the the proper amount of of vapor barrier up there. So I I didn't think putting the spray foam was worth the money in in that particular project, and it was all in-floor heat. So 
literally it's a 60 by 90 foot building with 14 foot sidewalls is going to be under a thousand dollars a year to to keep at 70 degrees when when installed that way so that's why I chose that, and I think that uh, if you were to do the math and, and take a look at how your house is designed, uh, or your 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 shome, should it be, then uh, I think you're going to come to the same conclusion. Just a cost-effective way, and a very very makes it really cheap to heat in here, Denny. Makes a big difference these days for sure. <laughs> here is another text, Andy. It said, uh, "I have hail damage." And need a new roof. Can you talk about the shingles you use, uh, the impact rating, the warranty, the algae prevention, etc.? Thank you. Uh, yeah. So there's a built-in copper that is going to give you the longest algae warranty on the market. And it's still today, Denny. And I looked at three of them yesterday. The only shingle I have yet to find hail damage on. And that's the Glenwood shingle by GAF. And that's the reason why, one of the reasons why we're the only ones in the Twin Cities that, that can still get it. When uh, the, the GAF was going to move on and discontinue that shingle, we purchased every bundle of that shingle we could get our hands on because we had been using it around the country. And in fact, in the, I think the 15 state region here, the central region, uh, we were 90% of that shingle's use. So we we purchased it all, and uh, it's a shingle that you have on your house. Oh, and I'd be willing to bet uh, next time you have two or three-inch hail come through your neighborhood, you'll be the only one not getting a new roof. And and that's 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 a good thing. Yes, oh, everyone say. thinks that this is this is free money from the insurance company. I'm going to get to fix my house, but you go through it once, you never want to do it again. No. So and, and that's yeah, that's the point. It it is such a good product. So glad we had that done. And you know what? It's in fact you're just the other day driving up uh, into the driveway into the garage. I thought, dog, God, they still look so good. You know, they have a great look to them too. Okay, well, let's do. Let's grab a phone call. I think CJ's calling in from Andover uh, this morning. I do believe CJ, you're on CCO. Good morning. What can we do for you? Uh, good morning. Staying on the same theme as the uh, hail damage roofs, I'd like to ask Andy, what is the threshold that uh, insurance inspectors or roofing people like yourself look at to determine that a roof needs to be replaced. What's what's the you know the number of damage debits or what what is that? Thank you. You know uh, it's going to vary from from insurance company and and adjuster. It's usually going to be a certain amount of dings per facet in a ten foot by ten foot section. Now, if you talk to your insurance adjuster, they're going to have a threshold on that, and 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 usually, it's pretty obvious. Um, you know, everyone worries and gets in these fights with adjusters, and and you hear of all these horror stories, and especially storm chasers. It just seems like they're always butting heads with storm adjusters. Denny, I can I can tell you this. Um, I can count on one hand the number of our storm adjusters. Denny, I can I can tell you this. Um, I can count on one hand the number of arguments I've gotten in with, with insurance folks. I mean, damage is damage. The cost is what it is. Uh, it's pretty straightforward. As long as you're being honest with each other and you're really lo- looking for damage, we're the type of company. We don't need to create work or make up work or hope that it gets bought. 
we're going to find damage, and if it's damaged, we're going to work with the insurance company to get it done the best way possible for the customer. If there is no damage, we're going to look at the customer and say, "There's sorry, there's no roof damage here. You're okay. Um, yeah, I would think that your roof has five to ten more years of life. Give us a call if you'd like to take a look at uh, doing doing down the road. Yeah. We, it's half of the storm inspections seem to end that way, Denny. It's just that's part of the process. Like you said, you don't have to create work. You've... Uh... You've got plenty there. Uh, Let's do this. I'm getting waved down here. Let's take a quick break and uh, be right back. We have more questions to get answered here, either by phone or by text. Home Improvement Show on CCO, 651-461-9226. In the Twin Cities, currently 47 degrees. We're heading uh, today near 56. Stay with us. And welcome back to the remaining minutes of our Home Improvement Show presented every week by our friends at Lindus Construction, L-I-N-D-U-S. You want to uh, get on the web, lindusconstruction.com. If you need them, give them a call, 844-9-LINDUS is the easiest number to remember. Andy, we've got a few minutes uh, to go on the show. I I want to grab as many questions as we can. I think uh, let's get a phone call here. Charles is calling in from Moundsview, I believe, this morning. Charles, thank you. What is your question for Andy? Uh, I was uh, wondering uh, when the uh, when they build uh, their decks, uh, what is the gapping of the flooring? You know, the, with uh, the spacing uh, in sure. the outdoor. I believe it's uh, three three eighths. We actually have a jig that when we're installing the flooring, the 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 gapping, so it's so it's consistent in how we nail it. Um, if you're talking about the actual framing itself, we do one foot on center with our composite decking. I see. Uh, you, uh, it, how about when you use screws? What do you mean? The, well, the spacing uh, between well, the screws? Well, steel, the uh, steel supports, uh, uh, you have to use uh, sheet metal uh, screws. Screws, yep. How often do we screw them? It's going to be, I believe, it's two fasteners per board per run. So, uh, and and it's all hidden fasteners as well. And they're and uh, the boards are approximately three eighths inch gap between them. I think that's that's right. I off the top of my head, uh, I'm not sure. I'm sure one of my deck guys is texting me as we're talking here, um, but I believe that's right with the millboard decking. I see. Okay, very good. Thank you very much. You bet. Thank you. Thanks, Charles, for the uh, for the call. Uh, speaking of decks, I'm trying to grab as many uh, questions as we can here. Uh, my father's deck, this texture says, has two footings that are significantly pushing out of the ground. What do you think can be done for this? Um, you know, it's it's pretty rare that those are going to go back to where they 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 should. Um, but those footings are going to have to get redone and you might want to look at something like a diamond pier or one of our helical piers to install one thing about the the diamond pier and the helical pier they're going to be a lot more stable and you won't be back in this situation chances are um that 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 particular pier was done in a way that uh, that this shouldn't happen when when done properly uh the with the water table and what's going on there this there should be a way that this never happens again so 
I, uh, unfortunately, those piers are going to have to get redone. They can get redone the traditional way, or you can uh, look at uh, the helical pier or the diamond pier, which I think you're going to have much better luck with. Okay. This listener is asking about a porcelain deck product from Canada that I am not familiar with. Have you heard of, uh, or do you have an opinion on porcelain on decks? I uh, am not familiar. Um, I've uh, we've had good luck with some Canadian products in the in the past. Just think of where we are geographically. We uh, have a lot more in common with our Canadian uh, counterparts to the north than we do with some of the southern manufacturers of, of building products in the United States. So. Typically, the the stuff coming out of the Canada is going to be pretty durable um, and well tested for our environment. But I'm not familiar with any type of porcelain decking. Uh, chances are, my guys are familiar with it, Denny, and uh, I can tell you this: if there's a product worth having out there and using on a deck, we we have tested it and tried it. So I uh, I wonder if my guys have looked into this in the past. If not, I'll follow up with them and and uh, see what it's all about. Curious to see what our Canadian Canadian porcelain decking. You have a yeah. porcelain floor in your house, don't you, Denny? I do. I did that uh, once. I won't do it again. It's too much work. It is. But, uh, yeah, I uh, I did lay that uh, several years ago. I mean, it, it really holds up, porcelain, especially if you're dealing with, uh, you know, fluctuations in temperature like we have here mm-hmm. in in Minnesota. But I, I can't, I'm trying to picture that on a deck. Again, I'm not sure if it's you know typical porcelain or not. I haven't seen that, but yeah, I wonder if it's I'd like to hear more about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're probably right. Uh, we have a, a minute or two to go here. Uh, this texture says so. I suppose there isn't some miracle paint that can be sprayed on a wood railing to stop loose paint from chipping. <laughs> you're probably right. <laughs> you're probably uh, down the right path. What you're going to do is anytime there's a loose paint and chipping. If you try to cover it up, it's just going to chip again because it's it's not a stable surface. So you're going to need to have to sand, get it down to the bare wood, prime, paint, if you want the longest lasting paint job out there. There's some epoxy products you can get, but again, the prep work is still going to be there. So regardless of what product, miracle paint that you're going to be putting on, the prep work needs to happen in order for it to last. So just keep that in mind. No matter what the can says, if you don't do the prep work, it's not going to last a very long time at all. Absolutely. Andy, 20 seconds. Uh, what kind of a deal can we find at Linda's Construction now? Right now, 50% off labor on the installation of Season Guard windows, the Infinity Window by Marvin, GAF Asphalt Roofing, and, of course, Leaf Guard Gutters. All estimates and storm inspections are free. As always, uh, 844-9-LINDIS, easiest phone number to remember, lindisconstruction.com. You can find us on all the types of social media out there. Just request an estimate, and we'll get in touch with you as fast as we can. Absolutely. Andy, always a pleasure. Let's talk again next week. Yes, sir. Andy Lindis, 844-9-LINDIS. You want to get in touch with those uh, good folks. Tell you what, we're going to take this break. Denny Long, thanks for listening. Dennis, thank you for your help this morning. I know I will be talking with you tomorrow morning. Susie Jones has called me and said, hey, I want a day off. Would you fill in? I said, sure. As James Taylor would say, that's why I'm here. So we'll see you tomorrow morning again. Thanks so much for listening. Enjoy the day. We expect uh, mostly cloudy skies, highs near 56. We'll have sunshine return, though, on 60 tomorrow. News Talk 830, this is WCCO.